Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody and welcome to episode two of Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. I'm Shelley and I'm here with my wife, Bella. Hello everybody. And we're going to delight you today with some stories regarding sleep paralysis and some myths around sleep. We've also got a few funny little... Uh, tales and anecdotes and a few little bits of advice on how to sleep yes or how to fall asleep yeah hopefully which you won't be doing during the podcast <laughs> so we're going to start off with a uh, an entry which you'll have to look in the podcast notes by the way and you'll be able to see exactly where this this came from but i noticed something was posted a couple of days ago we we're actually recording this on the 5th of august 2017 and a chap by the name of robert zangrillo posted this on August the 3rd, and it's regarding his first experiences with sleep paralysis. Now, he says, I'm a 26-year-old man. I have no history of mental illness. I do consider myself to be somewhat sleep-deprived, and I'm definitely stressed as my wife and I are in the process of purchasing a home, and we're expecting twins. Good luck with that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've just had my first and second experiences with what I believe and hope to be sleep paralysis. I say hope to be because what I experienced was extremely unsettling and in the moment is completely inseparable from reality. I've watched several documentaries on sleep paralysis. I'm aware of the physical, auditory and visual symptoms. I consider myself to be pretty logical, so I've rationalised what I experienced as sleep paralysis after the fact. However, while I'm experiencing it, my mind and body are telling me that this is nothing short of supernatural or demonic, and I'm completely overtaken by the strongest sensation of fear I've ever felt in my life. So this is his account, and these are his words. This occurrence is undeniably the more extreme of the two. My wife had gotten up very early for work and gotten into the shower. She commutes a long distance and had to be in early. I'd been woken up briefly by her as she got out of bed, but was beginning to get comfortable again and fall back asleep. I was laying on my left side, facing the door, with my eyes closed. Then, with no warning, I suddenly feel that I'm not alone in the room. I feel that there is, potentially a male, presence behind me. Keep in mind that my eyes are closed, so there's no way I can know this. So in hindsight, this is my first indication that I've experienced sleep paralysis. This entity comes to the edge of the bed and crawls in on top of me. The feeling is vividly real. I feel that I'm hyper aware and think myself to be awake. I can feel it pressing down on the bed with its hands as it presses down on the mattress and brushes against the blankets. Everywhere it's touching creates a tingling sensation and a chill in my body. It starts down at my feet and slowly works its way up my spine to the base of my neck. It lays down, and this is the weird bit now, not on top of me, but into me. Yeah, so if it lays on you, it's okay. Well, I, 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 yeah. on okay. or into is, is bad as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But he says taking his, it was taking the exact position inside his body. The whole time my body is becoming numb, cold and tingly, starting from my feet up to my neck. Think pins and needle sensation. I began to feel a buzzing sensation or pressure in my head and I start to feel an irrational fear that this entity is inside my body and trying to take control of my mind. I'm completely terrified. My blood is pounding in my ears and my heart is thumping against my chest. I'm fighting it and for control of my body. I try to roll over to see if there is something behind me 
but either I physically cannot or I'm frozen with fear. Either way, I can't move more than my shoulder and only a twitch at best. This goes on for an indeterminate amount of time, maybe several minutes. Slowly, my heartbeat slows and the sensation begins to fade, but I'm still too scared to roll over. Eventually, I force myself to sit up. I'm alone. Pretty freaky. So he goes on to say his second occurrence. Um, this happened the following night. So he says, this occurrence the very next morning, uh, approximately the same time. This experience was much quicker, but equally frightening. It lasts only a few moments. My wife gets up early again for work. Again, I'm woken up by her getting out of bed, and I'm trying to fall back to sleep. I'm laying in bed in the same position. I'm thinking to myself about the first occurrence and how strange it was, and hope I never experience it again. As I'm thinking that, I start to feel the chilling, tingling sensation travelling up my body again. But this time, I didn't sense the entity as clearly. That was so palpable in my first experience. But there is something in the room. Something is rhythmically striking or punching the mattress from what feels like underneath. Again, the sensation works its way up my spine to my head, which begins to buzz. But this time, the buzzing sensation and pressure is much stronger than the first occurrence. Again, I'm filled with the irrational fear that something is trying to take possession of me. Then, in what I perceive to be my right ear, I hear the beginning of a guttural, angry scream. See, now that part's freaky. Tell me about it. For only half a second, just as I begin to be able to shake myself out of the sensation, I sit up and get out of bed. I'm terrified. And I can't believe this sensation has happened two early mornings in a row. Hmm. Now, he, he actually says in his account, when, you, when you're reading uh, his comments on this particular page, that he found the first experience to be more unnerving and unsettling than the second one. Now, I think that second one, if it starts to make this angry guttural scream directly into your ear when you're in bed and you can't move, <laughs> I think that would be definitely more frightening as far as I was concerned. Yeah. It's combining two senses, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But but I suppose that that hearing that sound, I suppose, would validate it, wouldn't it? In some way, it would it would validate that hey, there really is something here this time. Last night, mm, didn't really hear something, mm. felt the sensation, but tonight now now this thing's talking to me. So if it comes back the next night, he can yell at it, and then maybe they'll be even. It's weird though because a lot of people talk about. Uh, sleep paralysis and it's something that I've experienced a couple of times myself uh, the first time it happened to me I, I was really scared and, and panicky uh, I've never I've, I've got to be honest I've never had the feeling that something is actually crawling up onto the bed I haven't had that I've had a sense that something's in the room uh, something's looking at me from in the doorway I even saw um, like an image at the doorway of, of something of a figure once when I had it um, but I've never had never had the sound of of something screaming or talking or or whatever at me. Except for me. Well, no, you're always <laughs> talking in your sleep. <laughs> I do get that buzzing though. Funnily enough, I, I have had that buzzing sensation, and I think that's to do with possibly maybe the blood pressure maybe change. I don't a lot of people when they when they're going to faint, they they have like a blood pressure change, don't they? And a lot of people say when they're going to faint that they hear like a buzzing or or something as they as they're going to faint. So 
whether that's a blood pressure thing, I don't know. But either way, really, really freaky and really frightening. So if you guys are getting anything to do with sleep paralysis, if you're experiencing this kind of thing, let us know what your stories are. It, the, the, the accounts of it go back centuries, and it's usually, they, they used to call it old hag syndrome where there was an old hag that would, would crawl up the bed and sit on your chest. No, it's just called being married. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. But it's, it's um, yeah, old hag syndrome. Apparently she used to sit on your chest and then make you feel like you couldn't breathe. Um, and it's that weight on the chest is one of the, one of the key sort of points of sleep paralysis. Again, I never had that but I just had the feeling of not being able to move and, and the feeling that something was in the room with me. But ironically, I, I was able to pull myself out of it on both occasions um, by just trying as hard as I could to, to make some kind of noise. Mm. Um, and, and it only lasted a couple of seconds. So, Well, I've only ever thought that I may have experienced it once or twice, but it was always as part of a dream where I would be somewhere between asleep and awake and trying to get myself to wake up. And I can, uh, and I would be trying to, I don't know, trying to get out of it. But usually you wake me up then because I'm... She freaks me out because she'll be asleep and she'll start sort of screaming or shouting or panicking or, or violently thrashing around in, in bed. She has more nightmares than anyone I've ever known. But I seem to be able to detect it when she's having them and and um and kind of wake her up it, it wakes me up first and and then obviously I wake her but I think it's half of the stuff she watches I, I get panicked because she watches all of this CSI crime stuff and <laughs> and all of this true murder cases and I don't know whether it's just something she enjoys or whether she's plotting mm. well I can't say can I well you heard it here guys okay <laughs> and she does you're my you're my you're my witnesses all right she's just said it on recording and this that's not being cut out either that's staying on there <laughs> all right this is my insurance <laughs> <laughs> nice the other thing that i have though is um i'll be asleep and i will wake up and i'll know that i'm awake and i can be looking you know and i'll see on the wall like bugs or weird shadows or you know it's really strange and the, and to me they're really there, and I can even say to myself in that instant, "No, no, no! You're you're awake. You're awake. It's not there. It's just you're just seeing stuff." But it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a yeah. I have seen the strangest sorts of things. Well, she's on some kind of medication that makes her pretty drowsy and and stuff. So when she takes her medication at night, she is gone. I'm not on one. I'm on lots. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> I have issues. <laughs> Yeah, she has lots of issues. But, yeah, I mean, she goes to bed and rattles, and that's nothing to do with anything that we're doing in the bedroom. That's to do with all of the pills in her guts. <laughs> but um, she, yeah, so the, the with the, the combination of stuff that she's taking does make her drowsy. So I think that's part of what she's getting, because she does wake up at times screaming that she can see things on the walls um, that... You know, we're not just talking like a spider or two. We're talking the wall is is crawling massive, with spiders. Massive, massive spiders. Um, on one occasion, you you thought I was something different, didn't you? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That I uh, turned on my side, and you had this. I mean, you were in shadow, obviously, because it you know it was kind of dark. I look, I look best in shadow. Not this time. <laughs> 
but you looked absolutely maniacal. You really did. It freaked me out. And then that made me jump. You know, you ever seen, um, I don't know, pick a horror movie with a possessed person and that really weird, crazy, eerie look, and that's what it was? And uh, that was probably one of the worst ones because I didn't know if I should wake you up or not. <laughs> so, guys, she's got the ability from watching all of these crime movies or, or crime, real crime stories, and now she's got her alibi that she sees this de- demon lying next to her in bed. So, guys, just, just as I said, keep this podcast for me. This is my insurance policy, okay? <laughs> well, no, I've just said the way that I can't do it now, so I'll just have to be sneakier, watch more episodes of what is that show id channel it's all the poisonous stuff that you watch that's what worries me and it's it's things you can get your hands on like apple seeds i never knew that do you know that the way that a woman will kill most often is by poison yeah well that's what i'm saying that poisonous show it's it's almost always women isn't it and and it's you know like these like i said apple seeds i mean you know we got one of those magic magic smoothie things in there you could just drop a couple of them in there and and over a period of time you know oh Shelly you seem sick you know what's going on (laughs) Shelly seems to be getting worse and worse I'm giving him these shakes that's supposed to be making him better and well no no if I say I made you something that's when you need to worry because you're the cook not me I'm usually the cleaner up or you're the cooker I'm the I'm the cooker (laughs) (laughs) I'm the cooker the chef I've never Gordon Ramsay the cooker well, anyway, what else have you got over there? Well, you know, we were talking about this show and trying to plan it out a little bit. And I went online and I found a few sort of tips on ways to help people with insomnia fall asleep. And some of them are, are pretty obvious. Try to go to sleep and wake up at the same time every day. Avoid sleeping uh, avoid sleeping in even on the weekends I I want to do that so much but I never get to and I always say I will and then I still wake up you're kidding aren't you you just got up what time yeah, is it I know it was a nap thank you <laughs> oh a nap is okay all right uh, what's the next one try not to take naps uh, right. <laughs> yeah uh, limit your caffeine and nicotine Avoid big meals at night. See, that's me. I come down in the middle of the night when everybody else is sleeping and find the chocolate. So um, that's 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 bad for me again. Avoid did, alcohol. Did you notice, by the way, talking about chocolate, that I bought some orange clubs? No. <laughs> Hidden. Nice. Yeah, anyway, carry on. What was it last night? Bits of whisper or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't whisper in my ear, but you'll feed me chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Um, says you should exercise daily. Uh, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> keep your bedroom nice and cool. Keep your bedroom dark. Well, hang on a minute. That keeping your bedroom cool, right? I've never, I never used to like it, but Bella always sleeps with a fan on in the room. It used to wind me up initially because, number one, the drone of the fan. No, but that, see, that's where I like. Yeah, well, I've got the, used to that now. Mm. That that drone is actually quite soothing to me now, and I, I find that if it's not on, then I feel it's, you know, there's something missing and it's maybe too quiet. So that's the first thing, that maybe that, that drone is, is helping me now. 
But I also used to think that that fan on would dry the air out and would I would wake up with a sore throat. But I don't know whether I'm now sleeping with my mouth closed more because the fan's on, but I'm not waking up with a sore throat now. So I think that the fan on in the rooms actually helped me. Because mm. it makes me sleep better, so I'm not in a bad mood the next day. That's why it's better for you. Really? Yeah. Let's get another fan. Uh, okay, then. Says not to have your TV on in a bedroom or have a TV in your bedroom at all. That's actually quite interesting because they they have said recently there's been lots of studies done that this whole blue light thing that's given off by um, screens like your mobile phones, like your tablets, like your TV, that is supposed to um, really inhibit your ability to fall asleep and, and it actually... Uh, somehow, uh, you know, awakens the mind, if you like, this blue light. It, it's, it, um, what's the word? It, I don't know. I don't know. I'm making, <laughs> I'm making wild gestures at the minute and I can't remember. Anyway, it, it excites, it excites a part of the brain, basically, that, um, that then stops you from being able to fall asleep so much. So they reckon that up to two hours before you go to sleep, you shouldn't be looking at a screen of any kind and and how many of us do that i mean when i go to bed i set my alarm that's the first thing i do as soon as i get into bed so i'm looking at that screen straight away yeah but you just shut the tv off before you go up to do that so exactly and uh anyway says that you can use earplugs um eye shades right and then we've got the avoid electronic devices which we've already talked about um avoid cigarettes uh, it depends. I mean, if you're a non-smoker, I think avoid cigarettes is good. But I think that <laughs> I think if you're a smoker, then uh, I mean, I used to be a smoker, and so did you. That to a smoker relaxes you. Well, so, possibly re- relaxes you mentally, but it's not going to relax you physically, is it? Oh, because the nicotine is it, a because stimulant. Of the nicotine, exactly. Oh, right, okay. um, drink hot milk, warm milk. Some say you should stick honey in it, but have a Horlicks. <laughs> that's what they used to do but when I was a kid it used to be they, they used to, even on the adverts on the TV used to be you'd have a Horlicks before you go to bed and it's the hot milk malted milk sort of drink right um, I don't think I've ever had that I'll have to get you some yeah I don't, is that like um, it's just like, hot it's just hot malted milk yeah no I've not had that then um, it's good they used to they used to do Horlicks tablets when I was a kid as well Again, ancient times. They're not actually. They they weren't. They're not tablets. They're like little, um, little sweets, basically. So you just chew. Oh, they were gorgeous. Anyway, carry on. Right. Take a warm bath before bed. See, I don't. That wouldn't make me more sleepy. I think that would wake me up. Well, it would do your head in as well because you don't like baths because that whole. What was it you say? A, A person stew is it or a. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Skin soup. Skin soup. Yeah. So, no thank you. <laughs> That's the trouble. When you take a bath, you then get out of the bath and get into the shower, don't you? Mm, yeah. To, to wash all the skin soup I can't soup be, I can't be the only person that does that. Guys, you've got our email address. Let us know. <laughs> uh, let's see what else I've got here. Um, uh, the, yeah, okay. Uh, inhale. Now, listen, I promise I really did get this off of, off of a reputable site. I've got the link for you. He's written books on it. Um, 
Who's written Let's next? see. Who's what written is books his on name? it? Peter Smith. I know that's quite generic, isn't it? But whatever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I was told by John Smith down a pub. No, it was Peter Smith. All right, okay. He says that you should inhale through your left nostril. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's a yoga method. <laughs> How do people do the uh, lines? What, are you of... supposed to stick your finger up your right one of you or what? <laughs> well, no, he That's doesn't. That's not relaxing. No, hush. He doesn't say to stick your finger up, but he says, use your finger to close it off. Go ahead, try it. You know you want to. Are you all doing it? <laughs> right. Okay, listen. It is a yoga method. I've got a headache now. I've not ever heard of a yoga method like this, but I'm sure we may get people that will tell us that it's... I'm going to go to the leisure centre tomorrow and watch the yoga class, and, and, and there's just going to be a, a group of 25 people in there going... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing drugs, officer. I promise it's yoga. Yeah. yeah. We're right. Not, we're not snorting our mats. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, now let me read this, okay? It is thought to actually reduce blood pressure and calm you, but see, this doesn't work for me because... Whenever I get a cold, you know, like, you ever, when you have that stuffy nose thing going on and you're laying on your back and your nose is totally stuffed up and then you turn on your one side and then one of the nostrils gets clear, and then, but not the other one, I would find that, see, to me, that's not relaxing. No. That is uh, not relaxing at Plus all. Plus the fact, if you try and do it when you've got a cold, you could end up suffocating yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, suffocated because his right nostril was plugged up. Yeah. He doesn't have a fail safe either. Anyway, so the he medical says, examiner's going, Oh, I can see he was just relaxing <laughs> at the time. He's uh, got his left nostril closed. He's got his finger up his right nostril. <laughs> he died in this position. <laughs> he says, Mr. Peter Smith here, he's a holistic. Uh, sleep therapist and he says lie on your left side resting a finger on your right nostril to close it <laughs> sorry go on <laughs> start slow deep breathing in the left nostril now his book is called sleep better with Nat natural therapies what is that it what no. that's that's his that's his therapy to get you to sleep you just lie well, on your left no, side with I your finger on your right nostril hush i haven't read the book okay I'm just telling you that you can get it if you want to read it. I would be interested to see if there's any other orifices that should be plugged <laughs> or unplugged to help you sleep, but whatever. Um, anyway, he says it's particularly good when overheating or menopausal hot flashes are preventing sleep. So there you go, right? Uh, number two I have... A, uh, it says to squeeze and relax body muscles. And this is, I know, used in a way during hypnosis and relaxation. I, I, know, it's done, I know it's done during meditation and that because mm. I read about that mm. at one point. I was doing a bit of meditation trying to improve my chi. <laughs> and um, yeah. Not your chai tea, right? Not my chai tea, no. <laughs> And, um, yeah, you're supposed to start at your feet and, and sort of tense all of the muscles up sort of, you know, in your feet and your toes and then your calves and then your thighs and all the way up your body. And eventually it makes you tired. Uh, then I have one. It says try to force yourself to stay awake. Now, I don't know how that works on teenagers or whatever because I know your girls 
are night owls, and they went through that period where there were night owls. And now my son is doing it. He's up all hours, and uh, <clears throat> I don't think he's forcing himself to stay awake. Regardless, it's actually called uh, the sleep paradox, and you're supposed to keep your eyes wide open and tell yourself, um, I will not sleep. And since the brain doesn't process negatives that well and interprets it uh, as as actually an instruction to sleep. What, what do you mean it doesn't process negatives well? Well, if you say don't do whatever. Oh, well, like don't think about the elephant. Or don't think about, think about that, then you start thinking about the elephant. So obviously, right. you know, now you're thinking about the elephant. So I suppose what you're supposed to do is tell your kids in that. Just go ahead, eat all the candy you want, go out, stay out all you want, and then maybe they'll start to feel unloved and think maybe they should come home. I don't know. Um, well, anyway. no, maybe that's why when you tell your kids don't eat their candy, that they eat it anyway. Mm. What do they call that? They like to call that reverse psychology, don't they? Go ahead, go ahead, do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, <clears throat> the eye muscles, because you're supposed to be... Uh, having your eyes, you know, looking at something fixed a little bit above you or uh, have your eyes wide open. Do it, do it, go ahead. No, open them wide. makes my eyes sting. Well, that's the point. Your eye muscles will even become, they get tired and uh, you'll supposedly fall asleep. You know, I, I actually had trouble sleeping for a while, as you know. Mm. And um, I, a lot of it was down to stress. But there was one thing that ended up fixing it for me. I'm a trip to lean. Sex. I'm a trip to lean. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not even right. Moving on. They say use your imagination and imagine yourself in some wonderful tropical paradise, whatever is your happy place. You should then um, be able to fall asleep, which brings me to the aha, really strange moment. And this is what sort of gave me um, the idea to discuss with you, talking about sleep issues, right? They say, count sheep. I don't know if... Well, I live in Wales. I mean, we could count sheep forever. Right. Well, there is a, a way to not count sheep, but to watch them. And I right, found In your bedroom. It well, yeah, but you have to have a TV in there. Which you're not supposed to have. That was point what? Yeah, there? which is... A, yeah, which is... Don't have a TV in your bedroom. Yeah, and I'm sure one of the other things... It's not one here, but it should be, is not to have sheep in your room. <laughs> and Don't have sheep in your bedroom. <laughs> I Doctor, I can't sleep. Why? i got a fucking load of sheep in the bedroom. <laughs> Anyway, I have found um, a, uh, what do you call it, a trailer, I suppose, for an eight-hour movie called Baba Land, and it is literally sheep doing whatever sheep do in slow motion. Eight hour? Eight hours, yes. Was it animated? I, I, no, no, no. It was real sheep? Well, yeah. Real? I mean, I wasn't there, but 
I'd assume that. Well, you've seen the trailer. Is it real sheep or is it an animation? No, no, it was. It looked like real sheep to me. Um, what, eight they hours. They're doing whatever sheep do. Well, they got like voiceovers on them, or no, no. It's just eight hours of sheep. Just in a field. Being sheepish. That's bizarre. Now the. Hold on. Is this a wind up? No, no, no. Honestly. This seriously is a, a movie, an eight-hour movie. An eight-hour movie. I don't think it's out yet. It is going to be... Um, Boring. But that's the point. Why Why would somebody invest money in a boring movie that no one's going to watch? Because it makes you sleep. Oh, sleep. Sleep. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> is that the idea? Yeah, you're supposed to it's use a, it. It's supposed to be a relaxing thing. Yes, it's built... Oh, well, I can see the point of that. It's billed as, I think it's the most boring movie ever, and that's the hope. It's going to be billed as the only movie no one's ever seen the end of. Uh, well, I'll Wouldn't tell it be good? Thing. That's what I would do. If, if it was my movie, mm-hmm. I would do eight hours of sheep doing nothing. Right? Really, really boring. And then at the end, I'd have an awesome fight scene or something, maybe a sex scene or something going on (laughs) that no one one ever gets to see. It's previewing in London. Uh, Again, there will be a link for you to actually have a look at it. You have to watch the trailer, though. It is is funny. These, These same people, the same company, whatever you want to call it, they have um, developed an app which you can get in the app store called Calm, which is supposedly uh, supposed to help you make sleep. So I suppose if that doesn't work, then you can flick on the TV. There is also a sequel, possibly in... You are kidding me. No, no, there is. Of sheep. I don't know, maybe they'll try, um, what, bunnies next? No, bunnies, they... No, they wouldn't want to do bunnies. I don't know. That's just bizarre. Maybe they'll do... See, this one is supposedly sheep in the day. At least that's what the trailer shows. <laughs> for for all say, we know. Don't say sheep in the night. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have sleep. <laughs> this black screen. Sheep. I could make a fortune, couldn't I? I could, just, I could just take a video camera out into the middle of the field at night where it's pitch dark and say there's sheep there. You left your phone on while we're recording our podcast. I'm important. <laughs> I could get the call anytime. I bet you. Go and have a look what that is now. I bet you it's spam. Whatever it is, it's spam. I like spam. Mm. Do you have spam? You have spam here? We have spam here, yeah. Yeah. And um, on the movie too, isn't it? Those Monty Python movies, isn't that where it came from? Something to do with spam? It wasn't where it came from. It existed before that. I know where it came from, you nutball. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Spam's been around for years. Spam was around during the war. They used to use that all the time as as meat in the war because obviously other meat was so difficult to get. Yeah, I know that, but... those, those movies were set way before the war, weren't they? <laughs> they were set before the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were set before the war, but they were filmed after. Yeah, oh, be yeah, quiet. Yeah, okay. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what else have you got? Anything? No. <laughs> oh, wait. Here are a few little nuggets of information. Here you are. Oh, yeah. She just handed me a bit of paper. And yeah. tonight on the news, uh, uh, uh. myths about sleep. Uh, why we yawn is still a mystery to scientists, so why is yawning contagious? It no, was... no, no. What? And so is... Oh, you've messed it up. Wait. 
Read it again. Why we yawn is still a mystery to scientists. And it, and oh my. Read it. Why we yawn is still a mystery to scientists. So is why yawning is contagious. Oh right, there was, should have been a comma then. So in other words, scientists don't know why yawning is contagious. People are going to be yawning now. You know that, don't you? Good, they'll sleep. It was thought that yawning happens because of low oxygen levels, but that has now been debunked. By the debunkers. What's that show? Wait, wait, what's that? Mythbusters. Yeah, no, it wasn't them, I promise. Another theory, although not proven or debunked, (laughs) that's a cool word, isn't it? Yeah. Is that somehow yawning cools the temperature of the brain. Oh, hell, you should never yawn. No, I I need need all the the temperature in my brain I can get. But uh, it's uh, my brain is is always hot because I've only got one nostril open, cooling it. Ex- there you That's go. That's what it is. <laughs> Babies yawn in the womb, but after twenty eight weeks gestation, there is a sharp decline in the frequency of yawning in the womb. Weird, huh? Yeah. Well, maybe it's got to sleep by then. It's taken twenty eight weeks for that baby to fall asleep. <laughs> oh, now I see why you gave it to me. Dr. Naja Reisland, exactly. a psychologist from the University of Durham in the United Kingdom, hypothesizes that yawning may play a role in brain masturbation. Brain, oh, I thought <laughs> <laughs> I said brain. I thought I said in brain masturbation. <laughs> What's that? In, in brain maturation. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, the maturity of the brain. (laughs) (laughs) We can see that obviously yours is quite low. (laughs) Um, All right, let me start that again. (laughs) Doctor, (laughs) cut. Doctor Naja Iceland, a psychologist from the University of Durham in the United Kingdom, hypothesizes, I got that word right, that yawning (laughs) may play a role in brain maturation. That is normally completed by 28 weeks. Hence the decline in the. Yawning in the womb. Oh, right, okay. Right, I got it. But it is it is um contagious, isn't it, yawning? You can you can actually you can actually make a dog yawn. Yes. If, if you, you Yeah, you know, instead of playing fetch you could be like doing I'll yawn, you'll yawn. Yeah, it works though. I've done it with my dog in the past. You wanna yawn now, don't you? No. They say that it is um statistically it's <laughs> Statistically, it is sixty uh, percent. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. Look, there you go. You only got two. Give me another one. I, you know I, no, you I wanna. wonder. I wonder whether there's people listening to this now that are yawning, not because it's crap, but plugging up their nostril, <laughs> yeah. yawning. People, I listen to podcasts while I'm driving. I can imagine people driving down the road now, <laughs> having accidents, blaming us because they were. You know, listening to sheep doing nothing and <laughs> come on, that was really funny. You know, back finger home, up their nose. Back home, we have these um, these mattresses called uh, Serta sleep mattresses, right? And the they owe us some money now. Uh, yeah, right. Yay. Anyway, the commercials were really funny because they were. Uh, a bunch of sheep in the bedroom, and they all had little numbers on them, see, so that you could count them. And I swear to God, I never knew that they really did put numbers on sheep until I moved here. I swear to God. I tell you what, that's this is a total sort of like topic switch now, but it, it 
kind of feeds into our sort of theme about counting and, and the whole weird, wacky, wonderful thing. You told me that the count on Sesame Street is called the count because isn't it something that some kind of myth that um, vampires, vampires yeah. like to count? They like to count. They, they, they're supposedly mesmerized by um, many things, many objects or whatever. And so I suppose if you... Uh, Maybe you don't. Maybe they. Maybe it's not the garlic smell they hate. Maybe you're just throwing cloves of it, and they're just counting it. I don't oh, know. Crap. But it, how many cloves is that? <laughs> yes, I want to suck it. One, <laughs> two. <laughs> no, it's one. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> two. Ah, ah. We will not be putting links to Sesame Street. We just won't be. Sorry. Oh come on. <laughs> they don't show it here anymore, do they? Sesame Street. Um. I, I don't know. I haven't been looking out for it. I've got to be honest. Yes, and hopefully we will never have to. So uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, the show was brought to you by the number 69 and the word sleep. <laughs> well, I think that's about it for today's show. Have you got anything else? No, I think I'm good. Really? I am good. I know I'm good. Okay, but don't tell them. <laughs> All right, guys, listen, thank you very much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Make sure you send your weird, wacky, wonderful stories to us here so that we can include them in the next show. Go on, you know you want to. Send them to us. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.